Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. All right, guys, I'm so excited. I have just started a five-week course on Instagram and my email. All my content is going to be centered around coaching basics. This is everything that I have learned over the past three years of being a life coach and coaching dozens, if not hundreds of people, all the experience that I've gotten. Trust me, I know brains really, really well. I know your brain because it is a human brain. And this very first week out of five weeks, I am talking about confidence. So this is our confidence podcast. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. You may have heard a previous version of confidence, either on my Instagram or on on this podcast. But this new one is three years in the making, and it is the most simple way for you to gain confidence. So I have cracked the code. I know the code. I know exactly how to feel confident. And it's actually so simple. I have created such a simple way to create confidence in any situation. So confidence, first of all, is a feeling. It's an emotion. It's like a state of being. It's like a color almost. And your circumstance it, like, can be any color. Just like we could paint your house any color. We could paint any color on anything confidence can also be applied to any situation. I think that was probably my worst analogy ever, but confidence is a feeling and it can show up absolutely anywhere, which means that if you're not feeling confident, you're feeling the opposite of confident, like really self-conscious or nervous, or like you're not good enough, it's also showing up everywhere. So I want to teach you exactly how to feel confident in any situation. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear this today. So first I want to tell you, I want to teach you why people are confident. And here's the real truth. It's because they're having different thoughts. I know you're probably expecting that from me because obviously I'm the thought boss. Here's why I talk about thoughts so much, because it really does matter what you're thinking on the inside. It's kind of like the things that you do are dancing, okay? You're always dancing, and your dancing is based on the music, right? It's, it's nearly impossible to dance ballet to like a rap song. Like your body just kind of knows what to do when it hears certain music. Your thoughts on the inside of your head, all these subconscious thoughts, you're always thinking something. It's always rolling around in your head. Your brain is always assessing what's going on on the outside of you and on the inside of you. And if there's nothing going on, going on on the outside of you, it's just using the same thoughts that you thought yesterday and the day before, or in the same situation, if you were at your sister's house, your brain doesn't want to think new thoughts when it goes to your sister's house. It just wants to recycle the old ones. And it's the same with every single thing. Our brain just recycles thoughts all the time. And that is what creates the music. Now, the dancing part is what you do. That's who you are. That's the actions. That's the things that you say, the things that you do. Kind of like 
the way that you show up around people, people can tell how you feel, right? You, people will come up to you if you're upset and they'll be like, you don't look so happy. And you maybe have not said a single word and they just know because we can sense when something's off. Now, people aren't always right about this, but you can't really help but show people how you're feeling on the inside. If you're feeling shy and insecure, what do we normally do? You probably know the answer to that. If you're going to a party, you're feeling shy and insecure, you're hiding in the corner, you're hiding behind food, you're just hiding, you're trying to be small, you're not out there, you're not feeling good. Why not? Like we know why not, because you're not feeling good. So we already know that our actions are a reflection of how we're feeling. But those feelings only come from our thoughts. So if somebody is feeling confident about anything, it's because of the thoughts that they have intentionally chosen. Now, there's nothing wrong with you if you're not naturally confident. You're not supposed to be naturally confident. Nobody is born naturally confident. Literally nobody. Your brain is designed to keep you alive, not happy just alive. <laughs> That's its job. If, you're, if your brain's job was happiness, it would be doing completely different things. But your brain's job is just safety and security. And so it wants to make sure that you're not doing anything dangerous. It wants to tell you, be aware. Things are bad. People are watching you. Don't try anything out there. Just play it safe. Play it small. Be worried about what other people think of you. This is your brain's job. It's okay. We're so grateful for our brain. It makes sure that we don't die and we can just say thank you. But I just want you to know you weren't bred to be confident. It's just not how it works. Now, people are definitely going to have different levels of like hormones and that definitely influences thoughts. But it's really important that we don't place too much emphasis on that because we, for the most part, we can't change those things. And if you want to change those things, you're listening to the wrong podcast right now. But because you're listening to this podcast, the Thought Boss Podcast, that means I want you to take charge. I want you to take responsibility over your own thoughts and know, all right, if I'm gonna feel confident, it's completely up to me. And here's what you're going to have to believe. These are the four beliefs that every confident person has. Number one, I trust myself. I love this thought because it feels so calming. You might notice that most of the time when you want an answer to a question, you try to go to an outside source. I do the same thing. I totally understand. If you come up with an idea on your own, you instantly have to go find somebody who agrees with that idea in order to feel like it's a good idea. This is so normal. We want people, we want to feel credible. We want to feel like we're doing the right thing but I want you to know that it can get to a point where we're not trusting anything that comes out of our own minds. Something I love to remind myself of, and I remind my kids of this too, is they're just a person. Every person is just a person. Every person that I meet, they're, they're all just people. I'm a people, they're a people, we're all just people, which just means they're probably having very similar thoughts, they have no credibility besides just being a person, but you're also a person. You have the ability to think. You have the ability to reason. 
And if it comes to a question about your own life, we have to stop asking people on the outside of us what they think. We have to start asking ourselves. I want you to think about how you feel when you're always asking other people, well, what do you think? What do you think I should wear? What do you think I should eat? What do you think I should do with my life? Think about all of these questions about ourselves that we outsource to other people. Like, I can't believe we just let other people make all of our decisions for us. We never really think, why don't I just ask? The reason that we don't ask ourselves is because we think we're going to get it wrong. We think if somebody else tells me what to do, then I can't be responsible for the results. But then what happens is we end up giving all of our deciding power over to other people. And it's based on fear rather than based on confidence. Fear is the opposite of confidence. And if you're going to want, if you want to feel confident, you're going to have to feel the fear first, but it's going to be a different kind of fear. It's going to be a fear that I'm doing it wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. Instead of like, I just do everything wrong and I have to ask somebody else. I want you to feel a healthy amount of like terror at the prospect of you making all of your own decisions. But you making all of your decisions is going to create a life for you that you actually want. When you make all your decisions based on what other people tell you to do, you get this very mediocre, average, non-specific, not tailored life. And the problem with that is we're now missing out on the world according to you. We're missing out on your gifts and on your talents and on the magic that happens when you create your own life, when you are willing to try hard things, when you're willing to share your gifts, when you're willing to speak your voice. That all comes from a place of I trust myself. So it's not just about what you're wearing. It's not just about what you're eating. This decision to trust yourself changes absolutely everything. I'm going to give you a little example. So you're probably very familiar with mom groups on Facebook. There is no end to the questions that people ask on Facebook. We crowdsource absolutely everything. And what we, the answer that we tend to go with is the one that's most popular. Now, here's a really good example. The other day, maybe a couple weeks ago, somebody asked the question on Facebook, my neighbor's doing something I don't agree with parenting-wise, like, should I call CPS? And comment after comment after comment, about a hundred comments of people saying, oh, yes, obviously call CPS. Like, they shouldn't be doing that. That's, like, completely wrong. That kid deserves blah, blah, blah. There were zero comments that were on the opposite side of that. But I have a different view of how often people should be calling CPS. I happened to be a foster care survivor, and I know that nobody's going to love you like your biological parents are. And that I don't want the government deciding if I'm a good parent or not. I don't want them taking away my kid just for good measure. And there's a lot of foster homes that are not great places to be. Like, there's so many reasons why I completely disagreed with all these people. And if I wasn't feeling confident, 
I would have started to question, am I a bad parent? Like, am I just crazy? Do I like people to be unsafe? What's wrong with me? Because there were so many people who said the opposite of what I thought. But because I'm confident and I decide to trust myself, I wrote a comment. I said, this might not be what everybody wants to hear, but I would think twice before just calling the authorities every time that you disagree with somebody's parenting choices. And instead, maybe reach out to this family in love and ask if there's anything that you can do to help. Like that's what builds strong communities, not a bunch of tattletales. And I said it a little bit nicer than that. And then what's interesting, what happened after that is I just, I continue even to this day to get likes on that one comment on that post. People weren't willing to say anything, but they were were willing to like my post in agreement with me. Now I had to say that thing. And what I did was I gave a voice to the people who disagreed with the person. And it came from a place of, I trust myself. I have an opinion and I'm going to share it. Now I trust myself doesn't mean I'm better than everybody else. And my decisions are always going to be the best. What it means is I'm unwilling to defer all of my decision-making over to somebody else. I'm unwilling to feel anxious about all my own thoughts. I'm unwilling to like not give myself any credit because it's genuinely just not the kind of life that I want to live. I want to live a life where I can just make decisions like it's no big deal and whatever happens, happens. And there's probably a good balance to this, but probably 99.999% of people need to ask other people less often what they think and ask themselves more often, what do I think about this? If nobody, if I didn't have access to anybody else's opinion about this and I just had to ask myself, what would I say? Now trust, this, this belief of I trust myself is built like one day at a time, one decision at a time. You realizing over and over and over again, oh, other people's decisions aren't necessarily better than mine. Their opinions aren't more important than mine. In fact, I might know more about this because it pertains to my life than somebody else does. What if I just decided to trust myself? What would happen? Even if you make the wrong decision, I want you to be proud of yourself that you decided to trust yourself. Because if you don't have self-trust, you don't have self-confidence. All right, belief number two, I'm good enough. This one is so important because we don't really think of ourselves a lot of times in good enough terms. We don't walk around saying, oh, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. Because what does that even mean? But a lot of times we will say, I'm not blank enough to do this. And it's just some version of I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not young enough. There's always something that we feel like we're not enough of. So a belief that we have to work on in order to feel confident is I'm already enough right now, exactly as I am. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I'm kind enough. And where this really comes from is the idea that 
we're not supposed to be perfect right now. We're not supposed to have it all figured out. And if that's true, that means that you're allowed to move through life with like a little bit of a level of like doing it wrong. You're allowed to just not really know what you're doing and you're allowed to make mistakes and start over again and be like, whoa, that just totally blew up in my face. I think I want to try this again in a different way. The only reason we're not willing to do that is because we make it mean something about us when we fail. We make it mean that there's something wrong with us, like inherently wrong with us that can't be fixed. We make it mean that we're not good enough. We make it mean that we're unlovable or not valuable or not important or not smart. I want you to know it's perfectly okay to make mistakes and to point them out to other people if you want to, not in a rude way, but just just to be like, oh, I didn't realize at the time that that was a mistake, but I think it's definitely a mistake. I'm going to change that and just move forward with like this very nonchalant attitude, like, hmm, made a mistake. Don't want to do that again. Instead of like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did that. Like, I just want to die. I want to crawl in a hole right now and never see anybody ever again. Because this shame and this embarrassment will come over you. But it only comes from a belief that like, you should have done it better. You should have known. You should have known ahead of time exactly how to do it. So when we say the words, I'm good enough, what we're not saying is I'm perfect, I'm whole, I'm complete, I'm finished. What we're really saying is I choose to accept myself right now. I recognize that I'm a human, that I'm learning and I'm growing. So Carol Dweck has done a lot of really great work on this. If you recognize that name, um, Carol Dweck wrote the book, I think it's called Mindset, I think. Is that right? That might not be right. Anyway, it's all about um, having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset, which just means instead of believing that however we come out, we're just, that's how good we are and we can't improve or like we're supposed to know what we're doing. When we have a growth mindset, we recognize, all right, I'm not a fixed being with a set of skills. I'm a human who has the ability to change and to grow and where I am right now is not necessarily an indication of my potential. Like this isn't based on giftedness. This is based on like a willingness to work and trusting myself and moving forward. So when it comes to the belief of I'm good enough, you can just decide I'm good enough for right now. I'm good enough for today. I'm going to keep going. There's nothing wrong with being where I am right now. I accept myself as I am exactly where I am right now. I love myself. I trust myself. And I know that I'm going to be able to reach my goals in the future. I know that I can change. I knew I know that I can improve. But we don't go to the place of I will love myself when I'm better. Because when we're working at a goal from a place of I'm not good enough right now and I need to prove that I'm good enough, that's not great fuel. If you're a car and you're driving on the road, like you're just putting the worst kind of fuel because it's shame and it's doubt and it's fear and it's hustling and it's stress and pressure. There's a lot of pressure with, that comes with this idea that I'll be good enough 
when I reach this certain point. When you're under pressure, you don't do your best work. You're not coming up with your best ideas. But I want you to notice what happens in your body. Just for a second, while you're listening, think about this. What happens in your body, just for a minute, if you believed, I love where I'm at right now. This is enough. Like right now in this moment, I'm enough. For every task that I have, every everything that requires my attention and energy, what if it's possible that I'm enough right now? And if you believe it even just a little bit, if you allow yourself to believe it, just listen, your brain is going to be resisting this thought because it's a new thought. I've been practicing it a lot, but just see if there's a little part of you that has always believed I'm already good enough. I like to ask like the other part of myself, if there was like a future version of myself or kind of this like higher part of myself that's just so wise and full of love and just like beautiful and glorious and you know like glorified would that person be telling me that I'm not enough or would they say you're enough right now I love you you're doing such a good job and if there's a part of you that believes I'm already enough or that thinks it's at least possible I want you to focus put all of your energy into just sitting with that part of you and feel the possibility of this thought being true in your body and see what happens. Your heart rate is going to slow down. You're going to feel calmer. You're going to feel peaceful. And once you have settled down, you're going to feel very clear and be able to move forward. It's the complete opposite feeling of pressure and stress. People don't work well under the pressure of you better do this or else I'm not going to approve of you. And this usually doesn't come from other people. This is coming from ourselves. Think of all the things that you think you need to be doing. I need to be working out. I need to be like running marathons like so-and-so. I need to cut out all the sugar. I need to be volunteering more time. I need to be giving more money. All the things that you think that you're supposed to do by the time you're whatever age you are, you always think that you're behind and you tell yourself, you know, January 1st is a great example of this. January 1st, we're like, I'm so excited for the new year. This is going to be my best year ever. And we get really hopeful and really excited that finally we're going to feel like we're good enough. We're going to feel like, oh, I can approve of myself. I can love myself. I can love my life. Like I'm finally going to be the person that I've always wanted to be and we get like a couple days in and it's a lot harder than we thought it was going to be and instead of going to a place of like oh I'm just going to keep trying like of course this is hard we go to the place of like I knew it I knew I couldn't do it I guess I just I'm giving up on who I wanted to be because we are working from a place of pressure and stress but in order to get to confidence we have to work from a place of I love myself no matter what. I'm already enough right now. I love my efforts. I love what I'm doing. I think I'm amazing. This takes some work, but I promise that effort that you put into looking for what is good, what looking for what you're already doing right, loving yourself where you are and deciding I'm good enough 
right now exactly where I am. I have the perfect brain for this. I have the perfect body for this. I am the perfect person for the things, the tasks that are in front of me. When you decide that all the pressure lifts and then you're able to be your best self from a place of like, this could be fun instead of like, I have to do this in order to love myself. All right. This is a perfect segue into the next belief. It's very similar. The next belief is I love myself. This might seem really silly but loving yourself is not just like this one-time thing it's a thing that happens over and over and over again you might think that you love yourself but if you asked yourself do you feel loved by me you're probably gonna say no you're probably not feeling very loved most of the time you're probably still in that place of stress and pressure and anxiety So how do you love yourself? If you're a person who loves yourself, what does that look like? Well, no matter what situation you're in, instead of judging yourself, you're actively choosing to love yourself. Now, this will look like catching yourself when you want to be really mean to yourself. Like, uh, why did you choose skinny jeans? You're so fat. (laughs) You should have picked different pants that look better on you. Just think about if a friend said that to you, you'd probably never talk to them again. You'd be like, why would she say something like that? I don't hang out with people that talk to me like that. You'd think about it for weeks and weeks, but you don't think twice about saying it to yourself. You are so mean to yourself when it comes to the way that you look and the things that you do. And by mean, I just mean judgmental. We're always judging ourselves. And that is the opposite of loving ourselves. When we love ourselves, the judgment eases up And we feel like we're allowed to just be who we are. So this is why it really goes in conjunction with I'm enough. But it's a different kind of feeling. Instead of feeling confident, we're just feeling calm. We're feeling loved. We're feeling okay with ourselves. So let's just say I'm going to a party. And I'm looking around at all the people. Now my brain is used to thinking... I wore the wrong thing. I need to say the right things. People are judging me. You'll know if you're judging yourself, if you always have the thought, other people are judging me because I guarantee what's actually happening is you're judging yourself. This happened in a text conversation the other day. And if my friend is listening, she'll know that it's her. But we were having a conversation, like a group of us friends, and she sent a text near the end that said, I feel like you guys think that I'm being really judgmental. And what she was really saying is like, I'm judging myself. I'm worried that you guys are judging me. And really none of us were judging her at all. We had no judgmental thoughts. We were just in the conversation. But because her thoughts were like, I'm not doing this right. I don't know if I'm saying the right things. Am I texting the right things? She, that, is, that was her judging herself. And that's why she thought everybody else is judging me. But really, it was just her judging herself. So think about the ways that you think everybody else is judging you. People think I'm too old for this. Um, People think I'm not good at this. People think that I should stop. People, whatever you think people think, that's really your own judgmental thoughts about yourself. Because we don't know what people think. Even if they say I think this. Usually that's not what they're thinking. Usually they're just being mean and they're having thoughts about themselves. (laughs) So usually when other people are judging you out loud, it's actually them judging themselves. So instead of judgment, which just feels 
awful. It feels like anxiety. A lot of my clients who come to me and they have anxiety almost all the time, it's from them judging themselves. And this is so normal. We just really get into the habit of criticizing everything that we do, of thinking everything we do is wrong, that we should be doing it better. There's something wrong with us. Other people don't like us. We wish that we were different. I just want you to know that's normal, but it doesn't have to be normal forever. You could just decide, all right, this doesn't feel good. (laughs) I just really want to be done with this. What if I just chose not to judge myself anymore? What if every time I had a judgmental thought, I said, I love you instead? Here's a good for example, because I'm working on this. But what's great is I'm recognizing when I'm being really judgmental and I stop myself and I say something that's the opposite. So I went to the bathroom earlier and I'm wearing these high-waisted pants today. And even though I worked out today, yesterday, all last week, I've been working out. My belly, because I've had four kids, still has like a lot of loose skin. Now, a lot of people will look at me and say, oh, you're in such good shape and you're so skinny. But my brain does not see that. It doesn't matter what anybody else sees. My brain just sees this like flabby belly. And in these high-waisted, like kind of tight jeans, which by the way, I just sized up and that's like another hit on my self-esteem. Just instantly, that's the thought that my brain has is like, you should be smaller than this. And I want you to know that just because your brain offered it to you doesn't mean that it's true. But I saw my brain go to this place of like, that should be smaller. This is, this is too flabby. And instead of sinking into like, oh gosh, like I have to get rid of this. This is so bad. I need to fit into these other jeans. Just in that moment, because I've been practicing, I just decided to say, you know what? I just love you. Thank you body for doing so many good things. So a great way to get rid of judgment, especially when it comes to yourself is to thank yourself. Because you know what my body did? It created four humans. It created four humans that are walking around on this earth. That's, it's insane. It's insane that we criticize the thing that gave us the things that are most precious to us. But we do. We think that there's something wrong with us. And guess what? There's just not. And you're allowed to not choose judgment. You're allowed to choose love and gratitude anytime that you want. Here's the fear that people have though. They're like, if I let go of judgment, I'll never improve. I'll never get better. And here's the thing. It's just not true. You think that if you just accept yourself and love yourself, that you're going to lay on your bed and eat Cheetos all day and just relax and not do anything because you're just so comfortable where you're at. But it's not comfort that we should be worried about. It's shame because shame makes us hide. Shame makes us put on more layers of fat so that we get to hide behind them. This is really scientifically actually true. Shame is not serving you in any way. So telling yourself you're not good enough and you look bad in those genes, that makes you feel shame. And then when you feel shame, you're definitely not going to be working out. But when I feel comfortable, that opens me up to feeling love and trust and confidence. And what do confident people do? They start jumping around. They're living their lives. Number one, they're super happy, but also they're so much more inclined to go work out and work out from a place of like, I love myself. So I'm going to take care of myself. This is awesome. I love this body. You realize like the thing that people want 
We, we think we're going to feel confident and feel happy after we've lost the weight, after we've gotten to this perfect size, after our hair has grown, after we get the braces off of our teeth. We think we're going to feel happy and confident, but you could feel happy and confident right now by telling yourself, I just love me. I'm a, an awesome human. Thank you, body, for serving me so well. You're doing such a good job. And then you can go work out just because it's fun, but not from a place of like, I have to change myself or I won't love myself. All right. That was really good. The fourth thought that confident people have is I am important and valuable. Now, this one is tough for most people because we don't spend our lives looking for ways that we're doing a great job. We spend our lives looking for all the ways that we're not doing good enough. We're doing something wrong. We need to fix this. There's something wrong with us. We need to work harder. We need to try harder. We need to improve. We never spend time in the moment of like, I did this. This is amazing. Look at where I am. Because your brain doesn't find that valuable. Your brain is just like on to the next problem. Like if we solve that one, we're going to find another one. It's a survival instinct, but it's so exhausting. Like you never actually feel like you're getting anywhere if you never stop to look at where you are and, and intentionally find the evidence that you're doing an amazing job at being a human. It's going to feel really weird at first. Anytime somebody tells you like make a list of like your accomplishments or something that's good about you, you do it so half-hearted. You're like, I guess my eyebrows are good. I guess like I finished college. Yay me. But you're not actually feeling it because it doesn't feel like a habit to you. Your brain hasn't spent any time in the land of like, I'm already awesome. So we've got to practice looking for the ways that we're important and we're valuable. Now, when it comes to value, I know I've talked about this before. Your value is not based on what you do. It's not based on your accomplishments or your achievements or even your gifts or your talents. Your value is like non-negotiable. We don't negotiate the value of humans. Like we're not for sale. So value isn't even like a great word. But there's somebody that finds you incredibly, I hate the word valuable, but you're like amazing to them. And it's the person who created you. So if you want to know how valuable you are, just ask God. Just notice how God made you. It's a beautiful body with skin and bones and a working heart and lungs, and all of your organs, and you're walking around and it's amazing. And your soul is in your body and that's the most valuable part of you. I like to say that our value is not based on who we are, but more on like our potential, on who we can become, on our highest potential for being kind, for being good, for being loving. And it doesn't mean that you're not valuable right now. It's kind of like, like think about a baby when they're born. We think that they're so valuable, right? But they have contributed nothing. Like they only make us happy because we're choosing thoughts that make us happy about these babies. But really what's true is like that human is valuable just because they're a human life. And there was no point in a baby's life where they become unvaluable. What's opposite of that? I don't know. Anyway babies are valuable just because they're alive, because they're breathing, because they're this miracle. 
and that's you too. It doesn't matter what you look like. You're always going to be valuable as a human. All right, this is already becoming a very long podcast, but I'm so excited to create this simple way of looking at confidence. It's four thoughts. You have to figure out what's stopping me from believing these things and practice believing I'm important and valuable. I love myself. I trust myself. And I'm already good enough exactly the way that I am. If you want more help on this, come follow me on Instagram. I'm at Coaching, and I promise all week long, we're doing some amazing things. I'm so excited to see you there. DM me with any of your confidence questions and I will be answering them. I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're ready to make your mind a safe and peaceful place to be, I want you to sign up for a free coaching consultation. And together we're going to find out exactly what makes you tick and we'll heal your relationships with yourself, with God, your business, and other people. Because when you feel good, you can do good. I know that the world is waiting for the special magic that you have to offer. Don't make us wait any longer. Sign up for a one-on-one call with me and become the thought boss of your own life. Go to thoughtbosscoaching.com or find me on Instagram at thoughtbosscoaching.com.